going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Tyreek. This is Go Deep, joined here with my producer, Frenchie. You feeling all right this morning, Frenchie? Yeah, it's um, been a much better week this you week. You don't seem to be dragging like you were yesterday or last week. I was a little worried about you last week when you walked in here, but uh, you, you got a little pep in your step today. You're looking business cash for the other job as well, too, so well done on that. Uh, we got a great program for you. Uh, coming up in the first hour, first hour, I got University of Iowa's former associate athletic director, Mark Jennings, joining the program. Mark is responsible for raising millions of dollars through donors and boosters. I'm sure he's probably familiar with Tavian because Tavian had his pockets full back in those days. <laughs> uh, but money used to renovate Kinnick Stadium, double the athletic budget, and to produce the first ever concert at Kinnick Stadium. You might remember Blake Shelton. Yep, Mark was the man behind that. He'll join us here in about 30 minutes. We'll also have Marquez, crea- creator of Burn the Boats rye whiskey he'll be joining us as well his popular whiskey is now available nationwide and it started right here in the state of iowa also the big overturns with comedian dante powell we'll see if he liked the meme we dropped on facebook yesterday where we found his uh halloween costume i, I th- think it looked pretty fitting for him right it looks pretty accurate it looked pretty accurate uh he shared it uh, with a big yo uh so i think he enjoyed it as well so we'll check in with him in the second hour along with d3 and three frenchie's greatest accomplishment besides his fiance of course uh in that tinder profile Uh, and bank on a statement will return with tavian banks tavian's actually getting his dentures put in this morning uh so we'll see if he actually answers the phone and if he can actually talk correctly uh he is an iowa fan and iowa player assume that he couldn't talk before this surgery or whatever's happening but We'll check in with him for that bank money segment. Iowa, you don't need the grades. You just got to be able to play football. I, let's be real. And we'll, all, we'll maybe we'll ask Mark Jennings about that, too. How many players did he just pass or, you know, help pass through that system? Uh, of course, we'll open up the phone lines to you at the bottom of each hour. Uh, but first, headlines. Gymnast Nia Dennis. Did you see this? Uh, she just revolutionized the gymnastics floor exercise for years to come. Last year, she had the put a ring on it, Beyonce uh, dance. This year, her routine, it... It opens up the door for more loose freestyle dance routines from around the world. So it, it gets me excited to watch the Olympics because that was always the segment that I turned the channel on. I'd rather watch curling than the floor exercise. I'd rather watch curling than a lot of uh, gymnastics or any Olympics for that matter. But uh, I think she really changed the game with this one. It was a powerful performance that was packed with new age dance moves uh, that my daughter Callie would be proud of. She recognized every dance. And Miss Dennis, that gold medal is all yours this summer because I don't feel like anyone can touch you. You're out here shimmying. You got Soldier Boy, you got Kendrick Lamar, you got Beyonce. She's taking this floor exercise, this gymnast, to a whole new level and adding a little hip hop, a little culture to it. And I'm real excited for it. Yeah, I think she probably learned a little bit from Kaylin Oachi, who had that yes. floor routine go viral a couple years ago. Yep. That's that's pretty cool for UCLA to have both of them, though. And Nia went viral yesterday or last year with the uh, Beyonce. So, I mean, now she's two years in a row. UCLA is doing big things in gymnasts. And, you know, keep your eyes on that. I don't normally keep my eye on the gymnast squads of colleges, but UCLA, I'm not surprised. Hey, here in Iowa, we got a pretty good history with gymnasts with Sean Johnson and Gabby Douglas. Yes, and a lot of these top gymnasts come to Iowa to train with, uh, is it Coach Park? I can't remember his name. Coach Chow. Coach Chow, okay. Coach Chow, yes. Uh, So we we should know our gymnasts more for the Olympics. You you recall the Olympics is this summer, 2021? Hopefully, yeah, there's still a pandemic going on, apparently. Um, Now on a darker note, though, as far as headlines... And I feel like we have to touch on this because every news outlet that I've seen in the last couple of days have kind of talked on it, touched on it, and brushed by it. And 
now as of last night they kind of had to speak on it a little more because the man is on twitter uh but chad wheeler seattle seahawks offensive lineman or now former seahawk was charged yesterday with domestic abuse he was actually arrested saturday morning early around 1 a.m uh and then released on bail around what uh 9 a.m on tuesday which we'll get to that because why does this man have bail uh, but reports say he randomly told her to bow to him. I mean, this this is his girlfriend he's, we're talking about. They're inside their place where they live, his girlfriend of six months. Uh, randomly, he told her to bow to him. She refused. She thought it was a little odd. Uh, so he proceeded to beat her down, strangling her until she lost consciousness. When she came to, Chad said, and I quote, wow, you're alive. As in, he thought he killed her already. Mind you, this man is on bail right now. Apologies to her to his team, to his family, to the world, saying he's going to get mental help. He's going to help himself. Um, and I can only imagine how quickly he jumped in her DMs, apologizing and trying to get her back when he got back. Uh, but the story goes, she escaped to the bathroom, locked herself in once she woke up and called for help. At that point, he began to try to apologize through the bathroom door to her. Uh, this girlfriend of six months told police Wheeler hadn't been taking his bipolar meds recently and had a rough week. So in my eyes, she's already kind of making excuses for him which is a, a not a good sign, not a good sign. It's a, it's a thing that we do as victims, especially when we put a female in a victim situation like that. And she, you know, and this is why I don't think he's should be on bail. Even if there's a restraining order, if he's on Twitter, he's in her DMS. He's, he's feeding her running that game right now, trying to, trying to close the gap and get back with her in my head. I'm, I just don't understand why he's on bail right now. I don't know if we need to see this on footage for people to take this seriously. Um, but, Wheeler was charged with three counts of domestic abuse and unlawful imprisonment. Um, you know, so there's obviously mental health issues here, but even if he was in a padded room right now, I just don't have in the streets. Seahawks, of course, quickly cut Wheeler, who was going to be an unrestricted free agent anyway, so easy move for them, right? Uh, they issued a statement about, about domestic abuse and getting mental help, uh, which was slightly careless. Or it was non-sincere. It was the save star stunt. They didn't mention the girlfriend's name. Uh, it wasn't really personalized much, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I got a little beef with the Seahawks with that one as well. And I feel like this was an easy example for them to set and move for them to make because it wasn't one of their superstars, because it was an unrestricted free agent, uh, because he seemed to be expendable to them anyway. Uh, but that's a whole different conversation. My big issue here is his jail time timeline. You know, arrested Saturday, 1 a.m., released on bail Tuesday morning. Why is this man out on bail? I need to get a, a attorney on on the phone either today or next week about this. He immediately hit Twitter with a big apology to his girlfriend, team, family, blah, blah, blah. He said he's seeking help. I'm proud of him for seeking help, but the jail should be seeking help for you. You should not be a free man right now. It's one thing if you're apologizing to your team of, oh, I took a substance that I didn't know was banned. It's another thing where you thought you killed your girlfriend and then went and had a steak dinner without trying to get Ugh. her help. Oh, man. And what happens the next time he skips his pills for a week? Do we assume she is no longer terrified for her life right now? Do we assume that ignoring whatever messages he might be sending out to her? Do we assume they're not waking up next to each other right now and he's kissing her, feeding her breakfast in bed, spending some money on her and trying to make things better and say, let's not tell anyone yet until we get through this together? Uh, I hope, I pray, I think she's smarter than that. I saw pictures of her face. I assume she's still in the hospital because her face looked bad. Her elbow was dislocated, it looked like. He held her arm down. He strangled her. He put his hand over her mouth. Um, you know, he pretty much admittedly, admittingly 
that he tried to kill it, saying that he tried to kill her. I don't know how he's not getting charged with attempted murder. I really don't. Exactly. And that's where that mental issue debate comes in. And I don't want to say if he was black, but if he was black, <laughs> we he would not be on bail. One, I And I get it. He has money. He can afford any bail you set. Here's the issues, fellas, ladies. We don't set a bail. We You don't give this man bail until we assess the situation a little more. Like I said, a restraining order doesn't do much these days because there's other ways to reach people without showing up at their door 30 years ago as we had to. This man is on Twitter apologizing. Imagine the trigger that it gives everyone else who's went through this before to see that, boom, three days later, he's out and he's speaking his mind to the world freely, freely. And so I, I have an issue with this. And it's, it's not like, you know, the situation with like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard where there's questions of whether or not it actually happened. Yep. No. There's pictures of evidence, and he admitted to doing he admitted it. admitted it. There's results on her face. Uh, and, and really, it's what type of message are we sending here? Not even a week passed from Jared Porter getting outed finally for harassing a woman. Now we have another football player, their companion. You know, is, is this not the same as Ray Rice? Is this not the same as Ray Ruth? If she didn't wake up from being unconscious... Is he on the same level as Ray Karouf, who killed his wife and hid in a trunk? And I believe still in prison with a possibility of parole coming up. Is this... How are we separating this three domestic abuse charges and unlawful imprisonment from attempted murder and letting this possible murderer out on the street? I, I don't know if we need to see it on film, see this happen. Do we not care or believe it? The tree falls in the woods and no one hears it. Does it make a sound? You know, we know this happened. We saw her face. If his girlfriend was your sister, your daughter, how would you want justice, justice to be served? Would you want to handle it yourself? Because I feel like I'd be in that move right now. Okay, he's on the streets free. Now's my opportunity. And I don't want to sound like I'm going to commit a crime here, but if this was your sister, your daughter, you're seeing these pictures in TMZ of her face and then turn it on Twitter and seeing him say, hey, sorry, guys, I messed up. I'm going to get help. My, my bad. My bad. I'm going to get help. Hopefully get back into the league soon. We'll be fine. It's okay. You know, I, I just think we need to react quicker, harder, more aggressive to send a message for other athletes. And, you know, it happens with all sports. Posterius, they're about to drop that 30 for 30, uh, you know, the amputee Olympian. And he got off, right? No, he went to prison. Did he go to prison? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought he was out right now, and I'm thinking, what is going on in this Man, world? And don't get me started on Pistorius. I, <sighs> I was not just upset because of the action he committed, but it also ruined one of the most inspirational stories Man, ever. It, and it just turned into a dark story. And then, yeah. you, you, you know, obviously we have to go into mental health. There's still punishment for mental health. And I'm not saying shoot him on sight, you know. I'm just saying, don't let him out and don't let him on his Twitter. You know, Twitter needs to block this guy. Uh, but we'll continue to touch on this throughout the program with some of our guests. Uh, on a positive note, my Drake Bulldogs are still undefeated. Now 15-0 and assumingly will be ranked in the next polls. After a close one last night with Missouri State and a, coming back from a 7th against Missouri State two days ago. And it sounds like we'll have a coach on in two weeks. I'm hoping. I think things look good to have Coach DeVries. Yep. We'll let him know that I caught this, you know, seven weeks ago before any of these. I hear all these radio shows now. Oh, you look at Drake. They might be legit. Nah, nah, homeboy. I was here six, seven weeks ago saying my Drake Bulldogs, they're legit. 
we'll uh, maybe we'll get Leonard Houston back on in a couple weeks if uh, this continues. Uh, the streak continues. I know he's been rooting quietly at home, not trying to tell nobody about it, but he's happy about it. Uh, so we're going to take a break. Coming up after the break, we're going to get with Marquez, uh owner, creator of Burn the Boats. Uh, I also want to talk Tom Brady. Is he officially a GOAT? He is now in my book, but I don't think quarterbacks who could have won that game last week. We'll talk about it. This is Go Deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. Ah, this Chad Wheeler got me worked up, Frenchie. I'm, you know, I try not to get this excited in the morning, but this guy is out on bail right now. You know, I, I've seen pictures. I digress once again. We'll 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 talk. We'll touch on it throughout the program. Um, still to come this hour in about 15 minutes, we'll have uh, University of Iowa's associate, former associate athletic director Mark Jennings join the program. Um, I do want to talk Tom Brady. Is he officially the GOAT now that he made it to the Super Bowl again? In my book, he is. However, I think there are at least 10 other quarterbacks in the league right now who could have won that game last week. And I called it last week. You know, uh, Tavian Banks said that the Packers were going to pull it out. Aaron Rodgers was just too strong. And I said, I don't know, Holmes. I The defense on the Buccaneers, you can put any quarterback on that Buccaneers team, even Jameis Winston, and they'd be in the same position. And I... I, I I think I still feel good about that. Three picks in a row by Tom Brady. Uh, the only person he hit in stride all season is Scotty Miller, and that's because he throws it early because he knows he'll run under it. Otherwise, his receivers are waiting for the ball. And, and just throughout the game, and his defense saved him, no matter how many times he tried to give uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, the game. Uh, but we'll get into that. I'm joined here with the owner, creator of Burn the Boats, Rye Whiskey, made here in Iowa, but now available nationwide. Marquez, how you doing, Holmes? Good. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Is Tom Brady the GOAT? Man, I think at this point, you, it'd be hard to argue that he's not. I mean, his resume is, is incredible. I mean, man, like... 10 Super Bowls? Just, he's LeBron. It's... it's Bro, I, I mean, it's he's also with it at this point to me. Yes, doing you know numbers. what I'm saying? Like, I like that discredits because Bill Russell, no matter how many rings he has and how much he should be in the top three... I don't hear him often in the top. He's in the top five when people's list, but they don't give him credit because they act like it was the height or it was the, the other players he played. Is is Tom Brady not? I mean, who are you? Who else are you putting up there? Obviously Montana. Um, yeah, I, I think Montana, he way past Elway. Uh, he's past Elway. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Mo Montana went to the Chiefs and your Chiefs and and had a good season, but he also has some talent around him. But he didn't. He didn't make it this far in his first season especially and I and I think uh any quarterback you're not any quarterback but at least 10 quarterbacks in the league would have done what Brady's doing right now but uh, where does he stand is he still behind number is he number two to Montana to you I feel like he is I mean the only reason I don't I have a hard time putting Brady as like that goat goat is because he's not he's not even the best quarterback like there's been times in his prime where there's been better quarterbacks in the league than him so it's hard for me to like that doesn't happen with goat level players, you know what I'm saying? But statistically and everything else, it's hard to argue it. But he's definitely top two or three dead alive. You know, I mean, uh, Joe Montana to me is number one. Um, he's right there, though. He's right there. I think one of the big things you got to remember is that maybe not statistically or talent wise the best, but I would put him as the most clutch quarterback in history mm -hmm. and the best winner. 
Yeah, mm. I, I, I would have had him as one of the most clutch interceptions in a row last week in a NFC championship game when he had the lead. At 41, yeah. 42 years uh, old. Yeah, you're still doing it. And, and, and he's still going to the Super Bowl. Nick Foles, that could have been Nick Foles being, wearing a Tom Brody. Nick Foles would have thrown six interceptions nah. in a row. And he still would have won because <laughs> it's defense. Why do, why do we hate on Tom like we hate on LeBron? You're a LeBron fan. Uh, and I always ask, why do people hate LeBron so much? I have my reasons back in the day when he did the, uh, the decision and how he did it. Uh, but I respect that, man. He's done so much. The schools he's built, uh, the what he's done for his community. And, but we hate on Tom Brady like that. Is it because he wins or is there another reason? Man, I think it's a combination, too, of like it's, it's, it's that. It's the it's the he's on the one of the most he was on one of the most hated football teams in America. Like the culmination of those things, like. Being from Kansas City, it's impossible for me. I'm, I'm incredibly biased. It's impossible for me to ever really root for Tom Brady. Like he's the reason <laughs> for our calamity for you know he's twenty plus years. your season many of times, <laughs> many yeah, of times. So I, I can't really, you know, I can't really do that. It'd, it'd be like being a Celtics fan trying to praise Magic Johnson or something. It's like I don't know if I'm really yeah, gonna do that. you know, it's, you know? <laughs> it's like me. I, I recently bought a Emmett Smith card, and as an Eagles fan, it was tough. It was a dollar. But it was tough. I stared at it for a good five yeah. minutes, circled the block, and came back to it because it was like, what's my dad going to yeah. say? Uh, but I, I get it. And, you know, Tom's cocky with it. And he has Giselle. And he has won six. And he made that video with Gronk two years ago with, uh, you know, showing Wayne going to wear bad boy song with Gronk. Yeah. And he just did another one uh, where he's facing Patrick Mahomes. So I get it. I, I just think now he's proven to be a GOAT. But I just don't think that he, in my book, he's not top 10 in the league right now. Um, and I, I think there's a, a lot of other quarterbacks who could have won that game in a much prettier fashion last week. So Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I, you know, I put a lot on the Bucks defense, and I, I personally have the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. I just put two. Uh, is this going to be easy oh, win boy. for your? Is this going to be easy win for your Chiefs or who takes this? I quit. Man, I <laughs> yeah, we, I Fren- Frenchie here is a Chiefs out. fan too. I think we blow them out. I don't think they have anything for that offense that we got going. Oh uh, man, home. no, you're not respecting this defense, Shaq Barrett. Sue? Not at all. Pierre Not Paul? All. Wow. That, that secondary oh. sucks. Oh, Frenchie, save this clip. I might have to bring this back next week. I might have to bring Marquez back. Uh, <laughs> out here talking reckless. Uh, who takes Super Bowl MVP? Oh, Mahomes. Mahomes? Okay, so I, I put a prop bet on Chelsea or uh, Kelsey and then on Fournette because they had good odds. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. They can't cover him. Yeah, they're they're they play zone. They'll and Winfield's gonna be back. They'll they'll pin him in. Winfield played last time and he had almost three hundred yeah. yards. <laughs> yep, that, exactly. that's true. That's true. We'll see. Francis is getting heated in here. It's Mr. Chiefs himself uh, <laughs> looking for a repeat. I even got back to back as a, a music bed for next week for him. <laughs> uh, when Marquez, when we first met, maybe five or six years ago, <laughs> you were an active hip hop artist in the process of creating and producing Iowa's first hip hop festival known as Fresh Fest. Um, yep. you know, we came, I worked for the ops at the time and you came on, we talked about it. Uh, tell me how you made that transition from the festival industry to the whiskey boats. I mean, really it was, it was something that I had already, it was the whiskey industry was on my mind. Even at that point, I just knew I needed to build more of a, um, of a foundational movement in this region before I could really push that, you know? Yep. So I wanted to, it's a, it's a long story, but I basically just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that everything was in place around trying to market whiskey. Yeah. Uh, And for those who are wondering, can you explain the origin and your meaning for burn the boats? I think I know what it is, but I want to hear it from your mouth. Yeah, for sure. So the name of the, um, the name of my whiskey company is called Zayed Rye. Um, So we released a series of rye products. And so the, 
General Zayed was an African general who was famed for landing on the Rock of Gibraltar. Um, okay. When he landed on the Rock of Gibraltar, he told his soldiers to burn the boats. Defeat isn't an option. So that's kind of what this that's kind of what this whiskey was. Because if it didn't work, I, man, you listen, Tariq, I'll be back out there hustling. Probably <laughs> yeah. Press fest number three. Was you hear me? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but you, that's. Uh, I mean, so you're an entrepreneur, man. You're you're like myself. You're an entrepreneur. So if one thing doesn't work, you're always going to pop up in another lane. And that's I'm I'm similar like that. So I respect that hustle. I respect that grind. Uh, but Burn the Boats is now available nationwide, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, you can grab it at shopzayadride.com. Um, that's shop, shopzayadride.com. And to, to spell out Zayad, that's Z-I-Y-A-D? Yep, Z-I-Y-A-D-R-Y-E. Yes, so shop. Shop Riot, Um And, yeah, what's dope about it is it's with this, with this type of setup, it allows me to get it to your door within two days, like oh, wow. 45 states. I mean, it's been incredible. Um, and then on top of that, dude, now I'm excited. We'll, and I'll come back on and make some more announcements. But we're, we're now expanding to make sure it's physically available nationwide, like in stores nationwide, physically. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's you're you're already in high V, And where, where are you uh, locally in the Des Moines metro or Iowa? We're at high V Fairway. Um, a ton of other local stores like mom and pop's hot stores, um, a handful of bars. I mean, it's, and from it's what I hear from my, my got to get it while it's there to kind of quick. That's what I was so. going to say from my, what I hear from my distributor sources and friends, uh, you, it's hard to keep burning their boats on the shelf. Yeah. So it, yeah. Is, is I mean, there a sequel coming up, bro, I'm telling you, it's listen, the, the, the following, <laughs> the, the follow to this, we were surprised, honestly, like, of course, music on the bottle is good, but. Is the the price point and how good it is? I think with this next product, so yeah, we've got a um, a bourbon we're about to release here in the next couple of months or so. Um, uh, uh, I mean, it's just incredible. It's called Silk Road Bourbon. Um, it continues down the um, down the path of what we're doing. The only difference with this bourbon is that it's the Silk Road, and so with that, a portion of all the process, a portion of all the proceeds go towards starting other Black and minority-owned businesses. So there's not just me running around. We can start creating that pathway for yep. me and you to reach to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? That's so, right. yeah, and that's so that's what we're following up next with um, is just to you know we got to help each other. You know, and, and that's that's a part of the whole point. And even with this is you know doing conscious capital, making sure that every every dollar I make, even though it may benefit me, even though it may make me fly, that it also benefits the community. That it also uplifts someone else in that same position that I was in that couldn't get that thousand dollars get his llc you know what i'm saying like yep. all those little yeah and so yeah hey, and man, that's respect. the that's the theme of all our products yep and that's i mean i feel like every lane you've been in you've always been a part of the giving back uh real quick i gotta get out of here in about 90 seconds uh you're, you're still doing music right you got you dropping oh music or you just dropped a, a hot video what's what's going on with the music world oh man this next album about to drop is gonna be the biggest i mean like we it's, it's, it was completely recorded in um venice beach california um Features from, I mean, top artists. I'm talking about like platinum recording artists. Like, I'm, I'm, can we, can I've, been told bad. I've been humble on it. Yeah, no, don't be humble saying, now. Can we name drop? You can't tease like that. Man, I, I want it to be. I promise I'll give you the, I'll tell you what, I'll come back and give you the first name drop. But okay, we'll, we'll play the single for you. You come back and bring us the single. We'll Ooh, play it. How about that? We'll do that. I'll debut with you then. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Marquez, burn the, bro burn the boats, rye whiskey, uh, produced right here in uh, what, coming Iowa? Yeah, Grimes, Iowa. Yeah. Grimes. Oh, is it Grimes or coming? I thought you got it right. Grimes. Oh, Grimes. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, man. we bottled it in Grimes, but it was produced up in Carroll. In Carroll. Okay. 
and online at shop Zayed Rye, Z-I-Y-A-D Rye. Or if you're local in the Des Moines Metro, you can go get it at Hy-Vee or Agrippa other stores and bars. Ask for it at your local bar and store. And uh, they can get it to you even if they they'll, don't. They'll oh, yeah. get it to you or or call me. I'll get you Marquez. They'll get it, bring you a bottle. Appreciate you, man. Right. Uh, let's get you back on here in a couple weeks. Appreciate you, dog. Yes, Quick break. Right after the break, Associate AD Mark Jennings. Go deep. Welcome back to Go Deep Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Special shout out to Marquez. Burn the Boats Rye Whiskey. Online shop Zayad Rye. That's Z I Y A D. Shop ZayadRye.com. Or if you're in the local metro area for Iowa, Des Moines, you can find the whiskey at High V's, Mom and Pop Shores, all your local liquor stores, and some of the bars. But uh, it's hard, to, it's not staying on the shelf. KS coming out, speaking with us, and we'll get him back in a couple of weeks. He said he's got new bourbon dropping for us. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, we are now joined with former Iowa, University of Iowa Associate AD Mark Jennings. Mark, uh, joining us from a warm Florida coast. When's the last time you shoveled snow, Mark? We just got 10, dro- 10 inches dropped on us. Well, down here, we had some snow in Iowa City, so I, I had a chance to. <laughs> to uh, taste the shoveling then, but uh, it's it's pretty good down here. It's uh, cold front. Cold front went through last night, so it's only going to get up to seventy five. Oh, I feel for you, man. We're only yeah. you know we're we might top negative eight wind chill today, so <laughs> about seventy eight eighty degree right. difference. Be sure to write home yeah. to your friends. <laughs> uh, so, Mark, you you've done a lot with the University of Iowa, and we'll get into it uh, as associate uh, AD uh, for thirty seven years, I believe. So, congratulations to retirement. You deserve it. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, I tell people, I, I th- it was 32 years with Iowa Athletics, and then I had some years with the UI Foundation before that, but uh, I always tell people I had the best job in America. It was it was fantastic. I love, uh, love working for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I, w- I would say second best job behind a Cyclones position at the same. Uh, was, That's was Cyclones- right, you are, a cy- <laughs> you are a Cyclone, aren't you? Yeah. I heard that. W- was Iowa State ever an option you, man? Uh, not really. No, <laughs> <laughs> never was an option. Sorry. So I, I want to take you back to uh, 2016. Uh, me personally, I took a bus load. I believe it was August. I took a bus load of contest winners from Des Moines to Iowa City to see Blake Shelton, Thomas Rhett, oh, Big and Rich, Ashton Kutcher, Dallas Clark, and more for the first ever concert at Kinnick Stadium. Over 44,000 people inside. And I might have been the only shirt at the 50 yard line and possibly the only black guy as well. But sticking out like a storm without being humble at all. Tell me what role you played in that huge spectacle known as Big the Roll. Well, that was uh, probably the toughest uh, job I had uh, of all <laughs> those years, years. At, at Iowa. You know that we we'd never had a concert in Kinnick Stadium ever, so we had no template to go by. And uh, Gary Barda, after he talked to Dallas Clark, and Dallas had that I, the idea of a concert. Gary uh, was talking to me about it, and I said, "Oh yeah, I know the promoters, and you know so so and." And he goes, good, here, it's yours. You, you do it. And so um, it, was, uh, it was an amazing feat to pull off, uh, you know, just getting the equipment down on the, on the field. I mean, we, we, had to, we had to rent a monster crane just to crane the smaller crane down onto the field, um, which was which, uh, unbelievable. But, you know, we pulled it off, and, and the key, I think, was uh, right from the start, I involved every aspect, every area of the University of Iowa so that nobody ever said, well, we didn't know this or we didn't know that. And what's this? I hear this concert's going on. I had every 
every division of the university involved in every meeting. So, uh, and then, and then after that, every, everybody was on board. I mean, we were all pulling in the same direction, man. And what a spectacle, spectacle it was. It was, it was packed in there. You had seats on the, on the floor or on the, yeah. on the field. Um, yeah. and yeah, of course you got a drunk Blake Shelton shouting out Ash, working for Ashton Kutcher. And, you know, it was, it was something that you don't see often in Iowa and to know that, you know, the AD, the athletic department was a part of putting this on. And, you know, my current GM, Gary, was uh, a help with you guys as well. Uh, it's, yeah. it, it's, it amazes me. And um, I saw a quote about you that I, that I loved. It said, Mark never met a stranger in his life. <laughs> How do you become so great at as, asking not millions of dollars? Uh, I think it's all being, uh, being from small town, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> Midwest you know, nice, it's, yes. It's, you know, uh, Iowans are just nice people, good people, and I, I wasn't the smartest uh, bulb in the, in the chandelier, but uh, the one thing I could do was be nice to people, okay. uh, and that's all I had to do, you know, and so, and the Iowa people are, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just nice to, to, to be um, friendly with, with everybody, and I, I rarely, I tell you, Tariq, I rarely asked anybody for money. You know, they knew what we were doing. They knew what I was doing, what, you know, our goal was and what project we were working on. So we just, you know, we just, um, we're, we're nice people to our, to our donors and it, and it worked very well. Yeah. But not everyone 37 years. I mean, you raised millions of dollars, whether it's, uh, renovating Kinnick, uh, doubling the athletic budget. It, it just, it seemed to come so easy and natural for you. And well, the people who gave you money I, made it seem like they didn't want to stop giving you money. Basically, Tariq, I was just the collector. Uh, the real fundraisers were Hayden Fry and Tom Davis and yeah. Kirk Ferentz, Lisa Bluter, and <laughs> Fran, and all, Franz Gable, you know, all the coaches. They were the fundraisers because they put a quality product out there and um, made our fans proud to be Hawkeyes. And so I just was there to, with my hand out, and uh, the real workers were our coaches and our student-athletes. Fair enough. Uh, but like I said, not everyone can do what you did. And uh, every week we have uh, Tavian Banks on for a bank owner statement. And I mess with okay. him. He's not a big sports fan this, this year or in life, I guess. But uh, I mess with him a lot about what are boosters and did you ever take cash for boosters and just playing around. But explain to me the importance of boosters and donors for a university, especially a, a football strong university like I University of Iowa. Well, you know, without without our contribution and our donors and our fans, we, I mean, we couldn't exist. I mean, it's... Uh, it's a huge part, about a third, about a third of our budget. Uh, it used to say this about a third of the budget came from, from our uh, contributions. It was wow. kind of a, back in those, you know, a few day, years ago, I always said a third from our contributors, a third from uh, ticket revenue and a third from TV revenue. But now the TV revenue is, is, is more big, than that, but right. um, it's, you know, that's just, Without without our contributions and our fans, we we just couldn't exist. Yeah, and that's powerful to hear because I think a lot of people think it's the the uh, tuition that pays for all these cool things on campus, um, especially with, like the football fields and the practice squad practice fields. But really, it's it's the work that you do and the, well, the boosters, the donors, like you said, the coaches, the former players, uh, just keeping that energy around the university to make people want to make this university better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, we uh, Iowa athletics. I'm not sure. I think. Iowa State's there too are, are very close. You know, we we stand on our own two feet. We we generate every dime of of, of what we spend. Uh, we we even pay to shovel our the walks on 
on, on our campus, our athletic campus, uh, pay for the lights. And then the other thing that people don't realize, you know, all the scholarships, we've got, uh, we've got uh, student athletes, so 600 student athletes on scholarship. Well, the athletic department pays the university for their tuition and their room and board. We, it's not like the university just says, okay, you're a, you're a you know, quarterback on scholarship. The university will pay for that. No. The athletic department pays for all of those scholarships, and people, I don't think most people don't realize that. Yeah. Yep. And you've been responsible for so much growth and success, uh, not just the department, but throughout the University of Iowa as a whole. What do you consider your greatest or even most memorable accomplishment during your time on campus? Oh, boy, there's, there's a, lot, a lot of them. You know, I, you know the, the big um, projects like the renovation of Kinnick was the, the biggest thing. That was a $93 million project, and we had to, you know, we had to fund the whole thing. And uh, we, we started something relatively new uh, when we started outdoor club seats and suites. And uh, back then, the Board of Regents didn't think we'd ever, you know, be able to sell 40 suites in, uh, in Iowa. And, you know, in about three months, we, we sold 46 suites. And, um, wow. and, 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 and away it went, you know, then, then, then we were on our way. And uh, so that was a big thing. Yeah. The other thing that's so unique that it was so much fun to work to was the Hawkeye Express, that our train to the game. You started you know, there, right? It, there's not another school anywhere that has a train that brings fans to their stadium. And we uh, had this crazy idea. Bob Bowlesby and I had this crazy idea. We had the, the, the railroad track was right outside of Kinnick. If you've been there, you've seen it. Yes. We kept sure. thinking, well, it'd be fun to utilize that somehow. And, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, Dan Saban, who owns uh, Iowa Northern Railroad, I gave him a call. I went to high school with him and his brother, Mark. And, and they uh, they came up with the idea. Let's get the Colorado ski train out here. So I mean, away we went. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's it's just a crazy idea, but it worked out so well. We were we've been bringing five thousand fans to Kinnick Stadium, um, and that really really opens up the parking lots. It helped it, you know immensely. And there's some you know, we've been doing that. You know, we didn't have it this year, of course, but you know I think. Hawkeye Express has been going for 16 years. Wow. And there are some fans, some season ticket holders that have never come to Kinnick Stadium fashion than, than to uh, hop on the train. Don't so, have to worry about parking, walking. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that was a, that was a unique uh, project to work on. Of course, the concert was, was, was unbelievable and fun, but you know, just the, be- the best part of the job was uh, working with the great coaches, the great student athletes, and and so many awesome fans. Um, you know, so, some of my best friends I met, uh, you know, through my job in fundraising, and uh, it's just it's just it was so rewarding. It was it was awesome. Yeah, and you mentioned Bob Bowlesby. He's now the commissioner of the Big Twelve commit or uh, right. conference. So I mean, it shows the the talent that University of Iowa has let go had over the years and now retired um we appreciate you joining us mark jennings former uh university of iowa former associate at ad um you enjoy that retirement man enjoy florida are you you make it back to iowa much or you for life yeah i'll be i'll be be back the next the nine months of the year i'm in iowa city so i love iowa just a snowbird that's home so we'll be home soon all right well enjoy that 70 degrees you don't want to come back home anytime in the next month or so i'll tell you that much well, it's great to talk to you, and, and you keep pulling for your Cyclones. They're doing, they're yeah, doing fantastic stuff up there. Was that a pity? Was that a pity keep pulling? No, for no, no, not at, not at My all. basketball I, team I, is not doing fantastic what, things I, right I, now. 
I got to admit, Matt Campbell has done a hell of a job yes, he up has. there. Yes, he and has. And you, you can't dislike what he's done. Boy, it's fantastic. Yes. And I appreciate you, Mark. Uh, hopefully we can talk to you soon. I, I, okay. I love your stories, man. You, you be safe uh, down there. Uh, uh, thanks for calling. Great talking to you, too. Mark Jish, Iowa former associate AD, raised millions of dollars, renovated Kennewick, and brought Blake Shelton to Kennewick Stadium. Uh, still more to come, man. We got Frenchie's D3 and 3 starting off the 10 o'clock hour, but I want you to hit our phone lines here after this commercial break. 515-244-1350. That's 244-3. This is Go Deep. Welcome back to Go Deep. Big shout out to Mark Jennings, former University of Iowa associate AD. Uh, that man's got some cool stories. We're going to hopefully get him back on in a month. Uh, let him enjoy some Florida time. But first, some breaking news. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has requested a trade. This comes only hours after Houston Texans hired David Coley as their new head coach. Now, Coley is 65 years old and was an assistant coach with the Baltimore Ravens and previously with the Chiefs and Eagles before that. Uh, but Coley is 65 years old and was an assistant coach. He's never had a head coaching job. I believe this was his first ever head coaching interview, and he got the job. So I think we know why Deshaun Watson wants to trade. We also still don't know why Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a job. Leslie Frazier hasn't gotten another job. Todd Bowles hasn't gotten another job. David Coley, uh, uh, a bright mind, great assistant. Players love him, and I, I guess they feel like he can come in there and really get the team behind him. But he's going to be starting without a quarterback unless they get a trade. And it looks like uh, the trade, Sean, are the Jets and Dolphins. I, I you know, I, I like to see him with San Francisco, but I think Matt Ryan can make that jump to San Francisco and finish what him and Shanahan started in the Super Bowl, what they didn't finish against the Patriots. I think they can have a powerful offense with a good defense. Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't mind seeing him go to the New York market, but I'm just so afraid that that's where he's die and he's, he's not going to excel there. So Miami would be a great team. I feel bad for Tua. Um, 515-244-1350. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. 515-2350. Deshaun Watson now requesting a trade out of Houston. And it sounds like they knew already. It sounds like the last couple of weeks we knew he wasn't going to play another down in Houston. But where does this leave the Texans? Well, I think one of the things that does benefit Watson a little bit or benefits Houston a little bit is the two teams that Watson has said that he would like to go to working for either Sala or Brian Flores is you're in a position at least to get a young quarterback and a top three pick out of it. You get you get in the number two or number three pick, and you get your choice between Sam Darnold or Tua Tagovailoa. So at least you're going to get an opportunity to get a young quarterback who at least you, you know, we've seen flashes from Sam Darnold, but he's had to play under multiple head coaches, and one of those coaches being Adam Gase for two years. And... I think, I, and I, I mean, Adam Gase should have never got that job. Just like David Coley probably shouldn't have got this job. Uh, it, Salah, he he's he's a good coach. We know he's a good, great coordinator. I think he'll be a great coach. He's going to be a great motivator for his team. He's going to have to hire a great offensive coordinator, no matter who his quarterback is. And if they don't make a move, I, I'm with you. I, I think Sam Sam Darnold can still. I don't think he can be great. I think he can. I think Sam Darnold could have been on possibly the Buccaneers right now and won that game last week. I, I think Sam Darnold has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I think he's got a, a raw deal having Adam Gase as his uh, introductory to the league. 
Um, and who knows where Adam Gates will end up, but it hasn't looked good the last three jobs he's had. Um, but Deshaun Watson, Miami, South Beach, it's a good look. It's Brian a good look. Flores. And, and for Houston, Houston has now lost every single superstar they've had. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, there for a minute, gone last year, but quietly in April. Uh, Harden, ate a couple hot dogs, went to a strip club, gone quietly <laughs> in December. And, and now Watson, who's going to be gone. They also just lost George Springer, who was a World Series MVP in 2017. He just signed with Toronto a couple days ago. So, you know, when your two biggest stars are now Jose Altuve and uh, pretty much no, and Justin Verlander, I guess. Yeah. But Verlander's come back from Tommy John surgery and Altuve. And there's still a stench on that team from uh, the World Series. So. And, and with no banging trash cans, Altuve is not the same player. Nah, not quite. We'll see how he returns. But, uh, and again, 515-244-1350, um, I, I, I feel bad for the city of Houston. They don't deserve this. They didn't ask for this. They're great fans. Um, they followed the Rockets hard. They they followed, you know, and we can no longer keep calling the Texans an expansion team. They are. But what are we, 15 years deep? Something like that. 20 years deep? They're they're very past the David Carr era. And the David Carr era was ugly. So I, I give you time to get over that because as an Eagles fan, if that happened to me, which it happened to the Eagles all through the 90s and late 80s, but... Uh, I know what that does to a city, and I know what a superstar does to a city. And Deshaun Watson loved that city. He did a lot for the city. He wasn't just on the field important. He was important in the community. So this is going to be a big change. But I do think a trade with someone like Miami could help Houston regain that focus right away. You get a Tua, you get a first-round pick, you bring in a lineman, a receiver, some defense— your coach, hopefully, and I, you know, I, I, I am just, I'm baffled at this David Culley thing because there could have been opportunity, even if Deshaun Watson left and you have Eric Bieniemy or a Todd Bowles come in and get a Tua and a weapon in the draft because there's so many receivers in this draft who are going to be superstars. Devontae Smith, it was Tua's college receiver. E- easy. Eagles have him at number six, <laughs> but, but yes. He was. If he makes it that far. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but there's there's opportunities to if you can get a somewhat decent young quarterback, you can get them weapons and and turn this around. Um, run a zone running offense and run off the playoff for Tua. There's there's opportunities, but Sam Darnold, there is opportunities, but his confidence is is lower than Carson Wentz right now. And I don't know if coming to a team that's losing a superstar like that is the best place for that confidence right now. I think for Darnold, it get I think he kind of collapsed in the New York market. Yeah. A little bit too, and we already mentioned you know multiple offense coordinators, multiple head coaches, and two years with Adam Gase doesn't do a young career good. But the opportunity when I look at Houston's team, if they were to get Sam Darnold in, there are pieces there. You know, David what he used to be, but he's still a serviceable starting running back, and there are opportunity you could draft a young running back in this year's draft, and then you look say they do draft Devonte Smith or Jamar Chase. Okay, now you've got a number one receiver. Sam Darnold, the best receiver he's had in his three years in the league was Robbie Anderson, and they didn't use Ray Anderson correctly. Uh, he, Crowder gets about 8 to 12 receptions a game. Crowder's a nice little slot receiver, quick pass. He's a he's a safe receiver for a quarterback like Darnold. But he's a number three at best. He's a number three at best. You need a tight end. You need a running game. Frank Gore isn't going to isn't gonna help your quarterback get over to the but respect for Frank Gore. Um but he's an old man. He's he's pushing through. He's the motivation in the locker room, but he's, he's not what's getting your quarterback through these downs. In uh, running back years, that man should be in a retirement home. 
yeah, he's 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 up there and he will be a Hall of Famer, but it's just it's a lot going on in New York and I get the new coach and things are changing and Woody Johnson is back from his uh ambassador role for Trump, so he's running. <laughs> I don't think team. that's a good thing. Yeah, I know, but I mean his that's, son that's... didn't his son didn't do much better. Woody Johnson at least had the Rex Ryan era where they went to some uh AFC championship games and you know, he wasn't the greatest owner, but he spent money, he made moves that, you know, we're missing then was what? A quarterback. You know, Sanchez, butt fumble. So we'll we'll see how this how this breaks out, but Deshaun Watson now requesting a trade. Houston Texans a few hours ago hired David Culley as their head coach, 65 years old. No res- no disrespect to the age, but he was an assistant coach in, in Baltimore, in Philadelphia, in Kansas City. He never was a head coach. He never was a play caller. He never had to motivate that locker room himself. There were better options out there. And so if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm with him. I'm, I'm out. Bruh, you, I gave you opportunity. I told you I was mad. I told you I was about to start flirting with other teams if you didn't come correct. And you pull this rabbit out of hat just like you did with my GM. I'm out. I'm sorry. Sorry to the city of Houston. I'll get you a, bill, a billboard to say thanks for the years. But I'm trying to win. I And, you know, you mentioned the age again. And I'm just looking at it. It's like you're trying to possibly have to do a rebuild. With trading Deshaun Watson, oh, unless, possibly you're rebuilding. Yeah, unless you ran. Well, I'm saying unless you can randomly convince him to stay, and it's not just Watson that you'll have to trade. It'll probably be any. It'll probably have to be JJ Watt. You're not when losing Deshaun Watson. You're losing any chance you have at the playoffs. So you have to not just jettison him, but some of these high priced veterans. And yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, 515-244-1350, 515-244-1350. Talk to me about this Deshaun Watson trade, man. I, I've, I I need him out of there, but I would, I'd need him to go somewhere where he can be successful. I, I respect that dude, and I know he can be, even Detroit. I think a team like Detroit, he would be great for. 515-244-1350. Uh, we're joined on air with, uh, is this Eric? Yeah, it's Eric. Eric, calling from, where are you calling from, Eric? Ames. Ames, Iowa. You want to talk to Sean Watson or you want to talk one of your yeah, teams? Yeah, Deshaun Watson. I think this has got to be the biggest trade in NFL history. Now, I know it's a hope and a prayer. I think it depends I on where he goes and who they trade with. But yeah, it's a it's a big name. It's a superstar. You know? It's a superstar. You're not going to get a 25-year-old quarterback where should at, he go? at this level. If you were Deshaun Watson, well, I, where would I would, you want to go? I would, I would love I would Vikings now. I don't oh, here we go. Another happen. Vikings fan, aren't you? No, I can say now, you know, for the trade doesn't make sense. But not, not with cousin's you can contract. Get, not with cousin's contract because they're going to get a worse quarterback for more money. Yeah. <laughs> but leave it to the if they, can, GM. if they can get rid of a bunch of trades, do a Herschel Walker, you know, two point Yeah, three team trade. May, yeah, exactly. Get a get a freaking dynasty out of Houston, maybe with a bunch of trades. Yep, and and Vikings get a chance. Yep, Vikings, and, and I, I hate to say this, brother, but uh, Vikings need more than a quarterback right now. They're in oh, the, of course. Zimmer's, no, no, Zimmer's, they're Zimmer's defense right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Their defense is garbage. What, uh, and I get that. I get that. But, you know, you're talking about Detroit. Detroit, I mean, if he goes to Detroit, that's going to be, I mean, they're going to have a Matthew Stafford again, and they're still going to be Detroit, you know. Yep. I, I, agree with, I agree with the fact that no matter where he goes, he still might not be that happy wherever he goes. Yeah, he just wants to so, win, I think, at this point, without getting his knees taken out, have an offensive line in front of him. Uh, by the way, 515-244-1350. But tell me this real quick. Who is the blame in Minnesota? I this two who weeks is ago. Who is the blame in Minnesota? Uh, what, who's, um, who's the reason for this bad season? 
Um, well, the, first of all, their their uh, defense had just before what, the season what started. Yet, yeah, yeah, what defense exactly? They're they're two two Pro Bowlers out for the full season. You know that doesn't help. You that know, doesn't help. But, you're, the, but Zimmer's a defensive coach. He's supposed to. He is. He is. You know, and you know, I've talked about it before. Before when they were winning. They were winning nineteen thirteen because they had such a solid D. Now they're putting up thirty some points a game and they're still losing. So I mean, it just showed that they had third stringers in there all all year. Um, Zimmer is a defensive minded uh, coach, but you can't do it with third stringers. I mean, you. I I think if they had a help, and then they had. Um, I mean, you got weapons. You got receivers. You got a running back. You got a a, a good enough quarterback. Like you said, you were scoring 30 points, but there definitely needs to be some adjustments on that defense and, and some coaching, some play calling. Absolutely. You know, and uh, Kubiak retiring was kind of a good thing. You know, salt, well, <laughs> salt in the wound because it was he it was proven the fact that they're a garbage team right now. So, yeah, and I hate to say it. I'm a Vikings fan for life, but they they are not. Uh, turning heads at all. Hey, you can so. still buy season tickets and talk trash about your team. That's usually when. Yeah, uh, when yeah. You well, to. you know, fam- families own season tickets for over forty years. You get to talk oh, wow. a little trash. Yep. So. Well, we appreciate you calling in, man. We'll open up the phone lines again next hour around ten forty-five, uh, and we might even do it earlier because Tavian Banks just texted me and said he had a tooth pull and he doesn't think he can talk <laughs> besides drooling right now. So leave it to the old man from <laughs> Iowa to not hold up to his end of the bargain. Uh, but yeah, Eric, we, <laughs> we appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks, Tariq. Yep. Uh, go deep, man. It's still coming in the second hour. It's jam-packed. We still got Big O with Dante Powell. Um, we have the D3 and 3 with Frenchie. We'll kick off the hour with that after a few recaps. And we will not have the bank owner statement. Old Tavian Banks is hurting. His dentures, are uh, they fell out, and they're not going back in quick enough, so he's not able to talk. Uh, so we'll have him join us next week. Um, you know, I think he's just scared. He, he knew Mark Jennings was on the show, so he didn't want to, any secrets to come out about how much money he pocketed during that whole career at Iowa. Uh, but we'll keep that to ourselves. This is Go Deep. As I mentioned, we'll open up the final phone lines again next hour. Appreciate Eric calling in. 515-244-1350. Go Deep. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the second hour. Welcome to Go Deep. Hour two, as we kick off, a special shout out to Mark Jennings, Associate AD from the University of Iowa, former Associate AD. Uh, raised millions of dollars, brought Blake Shelton to Kinnick Stadium, re- renovated Kinnick Stadium. Uh, the dude has some great stories. He's chilling out in Florida with a cold front going through of about 70 degrees, uh, about 80 warmer than it is right here. Uh, and then a special shout out to Marcus. He joined us the Burn in the Boats Rye Whiskey online at Shop Zayed Rye. That's Z-I-Y-A-D Rye dot com. And uh, get you some uh, whiskey. You a drinker, Frenchie? I could tell you are. I've been known to put a put a uh, bottle down or two in a night. I mean, that's carrying, so that's no. Oh, no, that, that's vodka weight. <laughs> no, that's beer weight. Uh, still plenty to come. We got Frenchie's D3 and 3 coming up here in a couple minutes. Um, the Big O with Dante Powell. He's bringing us our Offensive Player of the Week, hopefully. Hopefully not an oddball this week. Uh, we'll see if he likes our meme that we put out for his Halloween costume yesterday, looking like uh, a new fit James Harden. Uh, we will not have Tavian Banks. He's somewhere getting his dentures fixed and doesn't think he can talk well right now. So we'll just charge it up to him being a a Hawkeye and not tough enough. Uh, But he'll rejoin us next week and probably kick my butt for saying that. Uh, But first, we do have some breaking news. As we mentioned in the first hour, Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans have officially requested a trade hours after the Houston Texans hired David Culley as their head coach. David Culley was an assistant coach with the Baltimore Ravens and prior to and Philadelphia Eagles. So, 
Andy Reid and that type of system for 16 years. So we know what we may see in Houston Texans in Houston. But for Deshaun, it's not enough. They hired the wrong Andy Reid disciple. Oh, my God. Why does Eric Bieniemy not have a job right now? Is it because he's still in the playoffs? Is it because he's in the Super Bowl? Because Texans could have waited a week. I mean, we we made it this far without a coach. Yeah, Why I, are we pulling an assistant who's never had a head coaching interview? You're giving him his first interview and then following up with his first job. What's going on? I mean, I, under, I understand them trying to get someone who's been around the block in many around a lot of different coaches, but... I, I don't like the move. I, I think when you are already looking at you're expecting your rebuild, even with Deshaun Watson, you still have a team that you more pieces for and maybe a year or two from contending. But now you got a full rebuild with a 65-year-old head coach. We look at Andy Reid, who's 62. We look at Romeo Cornell, who's 73. And we look at Bill Belichick at 68. And we go, oh, well, they're at the, you know, you're in the end of their They've career. They've been coaching for 30 years. Yeah. This guy's going to be starting as a head coach at 65. And he, uh, no disrespect, he's been coaching at least 16 years under the Andy Reid system, Baltimore, Chiefs, Philadelphia, uh, and probably another four to six years before that. But again, like you said, he's 65 years old, his first ever head coaching job. This is what you are doing to your superstar who's already upset that you told him, hey, you can be part of this GM search. Who do you want? Who don't you want? He gives you the list and you hire someone on his don't list and, and then act like you're surprised when he's mad. Ask him who he wants for coach. And then you pull left field with David Culley. So I, I, I don't want to take anything away from David Culley. He must have murdered that interview the whole process, and he obviously is deserving of the job. 65 years old, has been in the league for almost two decades. He deserves a good job. So I don't want to take anything from him, and I am excited that they hired a black coach, and now we have one more black coach in the league, in a league where it's hard to find. It's hard for talented African-Americans to get a job. Louis Riddick still can't get a job in the upper office. Uh, Eric Bieniemy still can't get a job. Top Bowles, uh, Frazier. These guys who are just nonstop show they are winning coaches. Teams are vouching for them. Andy Reid is vouching for his offensive coordinator to leave him. There there are a lot of, and I got to say, rumors that uh, the enemy doesn't do well in the interviews and that uh, some people think he may be trying to tank him a little bit to be the heir apparent to Andy Reid. Yes, which, which is going to force Andy Reid to probably leave in the next two or three years, depending on how many championships he wins in the next I mean, yeah, two if years. They, if they win another Super Bowl this year and then get another one in the next couple of years, Andy Reid's going to look at it it's like, okay, I've got over two. I'm fourth all-time in playoff wins. He wants I've three got- Super Bowls. He wants three rings. He may end up with two. Uh, but again, I picked the Buccaneers and their defense to win this up, or next week in the Super Bowl. So we'll we'll get to that, and we'll, we'll talk to Dante about his picks. And next week, by the way, we have Seneca Wallace joining us. I believe Najee Good is going to return as well. Um, Tavian Banks will be back from his denture procedure. Uh, so we'll, we're going to have a nice little Super Bowl special going next week and dig right, right into it. Uh, we did reach out for Herm Edwards as well, so we'll see if we can get Coach on and talk. Uh, you know, you play the win game. Uh, but it doesn't seem like the Texans are playing right now to win. I don't know if this is the start of a four-year tank. Uh, but apparently Deshaun Watson has some some targets in mind, and that's the Jets or the Dolphins. I don't want to see him go to the Jets and drown, which I think the Jets can be great with him as some weapons. Uh, they're getting that offensive lineman, not just jumping to a receiver. They need to grab the guy from Oregon. They won't have that pick, though, if they trade for Deshaun Watson. No, they won't. No, they won't. You're right. See, but it's, This, this uh, is why I like Miami, not just because of the fact that New well, York is where people go to die, but they've got a good system. They were 11-5 and five with Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's magic is something else in that locker room, though, I'm telling you. But but this, you're right. I like Miami better because it gives – 
Tua to Houston, and Houston now has a young star that they can try to get behind and with a young coach. The biggest thing about Houston, coach. Houston, they already have two really strong offensive tackles in place in Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard. They've got you know a decent running back in Deep, David and Johnson a, and a defense. Yeah, well, oh, they, the defense yeah, been no. decimated the last yeah, couple of years. I thought years. we were talking Dolphins. Yeah, no, Houston is a full rebuild. Even yeah. with Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson, they were a full rebuild. Yeah. So. Rookie GM and this rookie coach who's 65 years old is not making. I mean, at least at least hire a 28 year old if you're gonna start over, right? Yeah. They also do get in that trade. They would get their original pick back yep. and an opportunity to get a number one weapon. Getting Will Fuller back after a suspension, he'll you know he's a good number two. Then you've got a pair of weapons. You find a tight end. You find a running back, and this team is good to go for the next couple of years at least on offense. And then you start building the defense. Yeah, it, either way, the key word is going to be build, and Deshaun Watson wants out, and I don't blame him. He needs to be out, so he, he needs to have an opportunity for him to go win somewhere, and I think J.J. Watt put it best. Sorry we wasted one of your years, because uh, that's what they did to him this year, and he's been through multiple coaches, multiple coordinators. Uh, so give the guy a chance. Get him out of there. Um, we will still continue to talk about uh, Chad Wheeler. I'm, I'm still just baffled that this man is out on the streets, uh, made bail, the fact that he even has bail at all, and the fact that they're not charging him yet with attempted murder, um, it, it just baffles me. I, I'm lost in, in words, lost in translation on how this man is out here tweeting apologies, and I guarantee he is in the DMs of his battered ex-girlfriend or girlfriend, uh, which puts the victim in a, in a tough place. Um, so it, 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 I just don't know where to go with that. Chad Wheeler, the Seahawks, they cut him right away. But to me, he was an expendable player anyway. He was going to be an unrestricted free agent. It was an easy move for them to cut him. And they took it as, you know, our opportunity to get some PR and say, hey, domestic abuse is serious. Mental health is serious. If any of these are part of your life, get help. But it, it, it was a, a careless mention to me. It was a PR stunt more than a personalized reach out to his his girlfriend, to others who other victims, other who, others who've been in this situation, other players who have may have been on the aggressive side of this situation. There, you know, there's got to be some kind of with Jared Porter. We talked about what do we do here to set an example. Another poster uh, poster child. We we got to set this example here. So I'm afraid to make this mistake again. And Wheeler, they say he didn't take his bipolar meds for a week. They said he was having a bad week. There is mental issues or mental health issues here. But let's deal with that in the padded room, not the cone when he almost killed my sister or my daughter or my friend or anyone. So I, I have a big issue with that. Um, and I, I will ask Dante and see how he feels about it. But I, I just don't I don't understand how this man is out on the streets. I don't know if we need to see a full video of what happened. But just seeing the pictures of her brood, uh, battered and bruised, um, the attempted murder and no bail, I, I think is easy. I'm no lawyer. I'm no prosecutor. Uh, but I think this is simple here. And like I said last week, my, my views may have changed because I have daughters, but my views have never changed. They've always been on one side when it comes to beating the crap out of your girlfriend. It reminds me a couple never. Of, reminds me back. I want to say like maybe eight years or so. Um, I don't remember if Reed was still the, was the head coach, but uh, um, Javon Belcher was a linebacker for the Chiefs and had his own mental problems and pulled up on him, right? Well, he ended up, yeah, he shot his then fiance, I believe, right and left their daughter at home, mm. drove to Arrowhead and thanked John Dorsey. And I, I still, Romeo Coronel. Yeah, that's who the head coach was. And uh, just for giving him a shot. And uh, yeah, ended up taking. 
one of them. And yes. so mental health is real and I'm not knocking it by any means. I'm just saying no mental health is an issue. We don't let this man out on the street to uh, explore solutions on his own. I think at this point, he's proven that he can't fix the problem on his own. We have to take the matter into our own hands as the law, as the state, as the government, as protectors of our women. I don't know. I mean, what? The, am I the only one who feels like this? there should be a bail set for this? He got three domestic violence charges and uh, unlawful imprisonment, but yet he struggled. It all started when he asked her to bow to him randomly, which is weird to begin weird. with. Weird. So she refused, and then he just started beating her down, and he strangled her, and she went unconscious. She woke up, and he said, "Wow, you're alive." That's a quote. That's a TMZ quote. So you know that's not a lie. Uh, that's a quote. "While you're alive," meaning, I thought I killed you, meaning, at least at the very least, I know I attempted murder. But yet somehow guys whoever get bail get to tweet their apology what are the odds he's not in her dms right now saying baby i'm sorry take me back let's go to greece don't tell anyone even if he's not the biggest thing is that the chances of him being in there are than zero which is a problem that's it shouldn't even be an option restraining orders don't work in this new world of social media and internet and phone calls and everything yeah. else. It would be on, why should it be on her to have to block his number, block him on social media, block him from any way of reaching him, reaching her, instead of being able to trust our judicial system to do what's right. And that's the problem. And, and that's why with Jared Porter, it, it, I think, you know, whether you're male or female, but mostly females don't feel like they can ask for help and be believed without putting themselves in more danger. You know, Jared Porter had to send 60 plus messages and a uh, a profile pic before he uh, before anything happened or before. And it came out four years later, but before she felt the need that it was necessary to say anything. Um, and I can't imagine that this is the first time that Chad Wheeler has posed as a threat to his girlfriend. I can't imagine unless he just went from zero to 100. And again, he wasn't taking his pills. He had a bad week. We all have bad weeks. And if we all take pills, we all should take our pills. If it's medicine and we know it's going to affect our mental institute, we take our pills. We're grownups here. And when we don't, we get charged like grownups. He was basically charged like he's under 18. He's out in the streets. So we'll talk to Dante about that. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, D3 and 3 by Frenchie will come up in the next segment since we have Tavian out with his dentures getting fixed. So he'll cover up that uh, bank on statement that we normally have in that segment. Uh, and then also I want to get into that Tom Brady goat talk because I think he is the goat now, but I also think Nick Foles could have won that game last week. Let's go deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. Go Deep, I'm your host Tariq. Welcome back. Still to come, we have Dante Powell, comedian, joining us for the Big O segment. Um... He'll be bringing the Offensive Player of the Week. I think he's got a few options out there. I've seen some good things going on. We also talked about the gymnast with the floor exercise, Nia. Uh, she killed it, you know, so that maybe she's in that top line. Maybe he's going to talk about the Drake Bulldogs, who came back from a 17-point deficit and then beat the same team by a few points yesterday as well to stay undefeated at 15-0. So we'll check in with Dante here in 15 minutes. But first, we're going to get into the greatest produced segment in radio history. This is D3 and 3 with Frenchie. Can't forget the little guys. Don't forget the little guys. It's time for D3 and 3 with producer Frenchie. 
three minutes dedicated to Division Three sports in the state of Iowa. We are going to get some. All right, guys, what's up? This uh, story this week, a little bit more of a somber one. You know, I've told some that, you know, a little bit more on the inspirational side for some D3 athletes. Uh, we're going to tell the story of Canyon Moose Hopkins today. Um, this guy that uh, actually went to high school with my cousins over in Earlham was a four-sport athlete, a huge standout for them, standing about six foot four. Big player on the basketball team was also in a national honor society. So a guy that, you know, not just a major athlete at the school, but a great student as well. A lot of great stories of how he impacted people with kindness and just the kind of guy that he was while he was at Earlham. Ended up playing uh, college basketball at uh, BV, was a uh, main player for them off the bench actually as a freshman, which is necessarily something you see. A lot, even, you know, at the D3 level where you've got guys four years, unlike D1, where, you know, you get a lot of one and done. But he was, you know, a big member for them, big forward for them off the bench, could grab rebounds, was a good post scorer down low. Um, as a sophomore, was able to get into that starting lineup and really started to showcase what he could do. And then things went south a little bit. Uh, it was actually don't, uh, diagnosed with cancer going into his junior year and the entire community in uh, BV, uh, Univista, for those of you guys that don't know, really rallied around him. Moose Strong really became a mantra, and he was able to kind of work with that and continue to be an inspiration for people. He was a really cool guy. I know a couple friends that uh, went to school with him. One of them uh, actually played basketball with him. I was one of my teammates in high school and just talked all the time about how Moose, as everyone called him, had a big impact on his life and everything like that. They did a special graduation for him during his junior year. He passed, unfortunately, in October of 2019. They presented him with his bachelor's degree. And one thing that I absolutely love was a quote from uh, one of the members of the faculty was, Moose, BVU is an incredible place. I hope BVU has changed you. BVU will hold you close to its heart, and I hope you hold BVU close to yours. It was just, you know, it's a sad ending to yeah, a, a story, but Moose has continued to live on. You've got Canyon Hopkins Courts now in Ames, Iowa, named after him, I believe, and overall, just a great guy and someone who has continued to help people, even though he is no longer with us. So, Canyon Hopkins, the uh, D3 and 3 story this week. Shout out, BV. Great job, Bob Princey, with the D3 and 3, Moose Strong. Um, always an emotion, man, and the music doesn't hurt at all when, you know, trying to pull on those, those heartstrings. Um, shout out Moose. Rest in peace, man. As a powerful story forward to more D3 and 3. Hopefully we'll have a Super Bowl, Super Bowl edition next week. Yeah, we found some kind of fun this morning that we'll be talking about next week. Awesome. Uh, as I mentioned, we still have Dante Powell, the Big O segment coming up. The Bank On segment with Tavian Banks will return next week. Also next week, we have Salaji Good and hoping for Co Coach Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. Uh, but we'll see if uh, his representatives get back to me and confirm that. Uh, in two weeks, we should have uh, Drake's coach. Yep, coach hoping to have Coach DeVries. Coach uh, DeVries, yep. And so uh, excited for what we have coming up, especially with March. Uh, we'll have some former Iowa State players that you might recognize coming up as well. Um, as I was mentioning in the first, first hour, I am fully convinced now that Tom Brady is the GOAT, but 
I also think that Mark Brunel could have won that game last week. Nick Foles could have won that game last week. Carson Wentz could have won that game last week. Dare I say it, Stafford could have won that game last week. I like how you're talking about Stafford like he's a bad quarterback. Stafford is in a trade market right now, and that's top five quarterback. But Stafford's going to have a great season next year, whether it's with the Patriots, Niners. I'm uh, terrified you know. about him going to New England. Yeah, that could be good. Well, they still got to touch up that defense. So, you know, it's going to have to trade someone to get him. So we'll we'll see how that lands for him. Uh, all I'm saying is, you know, I was at my one of my favorite hideouts in North Ankeny is Tavern 180, and I believe the bartender Danny there. Uh, you would have thought Tom Brady was his dad, the way he was protecting Tom Brady, because I said, yes, I am fully convinced now. I'm watching the game. I said, I'm fully convinced that Tom Brady is the GOAT. Tom Brady didn't win this game, and Tom Brady had, dare I say it, one of his worst seasons ever this year when it comes to turnovers and just bad throws. He has underthrown players, overthrown players, and I get it. No training camp, OBAs, first time with the team, but I think there's 10 other league who could have did what he did with the Buccaneers this year and made it to the point they're at. And I take nothing away from Tom Brady in the locker room because when Tom Brady joins your team, just like Aaron Rodgers or any of those quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, when one of those free agents or trades join your team, you now believe you can win. So I think he gave that locker room something that Jameis Winston couldn't. But I think Jameis Winston in the second year would have had a great year. I think he would have made it to the point they made it last week. And if he threw three picks in a row, we would be killing him right now. But they still would have won that game. And I, I just, I can't respect what Tom's doing right now. I respect what he's doing because he's in the Super Bowl. But as a quarterback, as turning the ball over three times, if I'm on that defense, I am so furious after that second pick in a row. And to get back on the field and stop them again, Packers only had six points off of three turnovers. Six points. Aaron Rodgers, MVP of this year held to six points off of three turnovers, two of which made it into their side of the field. Yet, you don't want to give the defense credit. And I said it last week, Tavian picked the Packers to win. He said Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is too much, too much firepower, kind of like Marquez with the Chiefs. Too much firepower, easy win, kind of like Dante with the Saints. Too much firepower, easy win every week. Your boy Tyreek sitting here saying, watch out. I don't care about Tom Brady. He's good for the locker room, but watch out for that defense. Pierre Paul, two and a half sacks last week. How old is that guy? He's got eight and a half fingers. I don't even know if he has that many anymore. Yeah, you know, another uh, one might have fallen off at this point. Uh, you know, and it looks horrible. Let's get that straight. So if I was blocking him, I might move out the way also. But the man is still a beast. And let's not forget about Sue. No, he's not getting two sacks a game or a sack a game, but you're not running straight up the middle with Sue standing there. And the fact that there's should have Vita Bea, Vita Vea back. Vea will be back. Winfield will be back. Fournette has some confidence now after that run with the spin down last week. He is my sleeper pick to win MVP of the Super Bowl. I also bet some money on Travis Kelsey because he's plus 800. Tyreek Hill and uh, Mahomes, I think, were plus 240 or something like that. Not great odds unless I'm putting a lot of money on it. But Kelsey, he, he should have been MVP of the last game. He had, what, 12 catches, 14 two, catches? Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Yeah, he. the biggest thing is that can the linebackers in the middle of the field take him away? Uh, it's, it's hard on Devin White and Levante David. It's a lot of Tampa, too, but I think the thing here is getting Mahomes off his spot. Normally, you get Mahomes off his spot, and that's where he does his best work, just like Rodgers. They do the best work rolling the run and, and waiting for the defense to break down, especially the zone, just eating up zones and man coverage. Uh, but when you can rush four or five guys and only give that quarterback three seconds to even get set and get off that spot, 
it's going to be a problem. So Kelsey will be the exit plan for Mahomes throughout the game. It's going to, I think it's going to be hard for him to get the ball to Tyreek Hill down the field, but that's what Andy Reid and BNME does best. They find ways to get the ball to their superstars. So Hill, we'll see him on reverses. We'll see him on some quick passes and screens. McCole Hartman, we'll see him on some screens in the in the goal line area. But Mahomes is going to be running for his life, and I, I, I'm i going to take this to the grave or at least until the game in two weeks, but I'm riding this defensive wave with the Buccaneers because defense wins championships. Ravens had Brad Johnson as their quarterback when they won a championship. The Bucs did. The Bucs, I'm sorry. yeah. Ravens had Trent Dilfer as yeah. their quarterback, even better. Uh, the the but, difference, though, is those two were in the early 2000s. The game is incredibly different. It is a very much different. Ray Lewis made a big impact where I don't think the linebacker has as big of an impact on the game anymore. Yeah. But I do think Unless that they're a blitzing four, linebacker like yes. Shaquille Barrett. Yes, exactly. So I do think that front four and Barrett will be it. And, and Barrett, just when you think he's blitzing, the man backs into zone and has a pick or a fumble recovery. And and don't think it's a flute. Someone I think it might have been Danny at Tavern 180. Shout out to Tavern 180. I love that place. And Mark, manager, great place. If you haven't checked it out in Ankeny, just don't tell too many people because it's my hideaway spot. Uh, but Danny seemed to think that the fumbles were lucky. I seem to think you you coach a guy, and if you see the ball and air between the ball and the jersey, you punch at it. And that happened against the Saints. You know, Dante blamed their tight end for that loss. So he tried to blame Drew Brees to start off with, but then he blamed the tight end for that fumble. And it happened against the, against the Packers. A big fumble by Jones, the running back, who didn't return after that. You know, he he faked a chest injury. And I say fake, but he was probably hurt. But I think his his emotions were hurt more than anything. Uh, so I'm not saying Tom Brady's not the GOAT. I'm now more convinced than ever that he is a GOAT for making it this far on a new team. But that defense, 10 other quarterbacks could have stepped in there, including Jameis Winston, and they would still be in a Super Bowl, in my opinion. I will not disagree with uh, Tom Brady being the GOAT because I thought he was the GOAT after the Atlanta Super Bowl when he had five yeah. rings more than any in history. Now we're... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not five more rings than Joe Montana. No, he had five rings, which was more rings than any. Oh, more. Than, okay, yeah. okay. He passed Bradshaw. He passed Montana for number of rings. And I'm like, you know, everyone wants to talk championships and they want to fault him for three Super Bowl losses. I'm like... Okay, yeah. that just means three more seasons that he didn't lose earlier in the playoffs. He made 10 Super Bowls, and yes, Montana didn't lose in the Super Bowl. But he only made four. He only made four. And when he went to the Chiefs, he had a nice little run. He made it to the playoffs, but not like this. Yeah. and we talk, But he also didn't have this defense either. Yeah. And we talk about, uh, oh, well, you know, he's got a great team now. Joe Montana had one of the best defenses ever. Yeah. Roger Craig and the best player in NFL history, Jerry Rice, for three of those Super Bowl wins. Not to mention an offensive system that has lived on over three decades. Yeah. The West Coast offense, Andy Reid, started with the West Coast offense. That's really what your drag routes and cross routes are and quick throws are with the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, that's that that offense was get the ball out quick, which Montana did accurately and which Brady did accurately with Wells Walker, Edelman, you know, there were those deep passes to Maul. Really, Brady's run game was his three-yard pass to Welker. Yeah, and he had, you know, he had Randy Moss and Wes Welker. He they didn't, didn't win that year. Yeah, he didn't win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. They went undefeated until the playoffs, though. Yeah, and it took an incredible catch by David Tyree to upset them. Yes. And then the next time, it took an incredible catch. Yeah. Next time, it took an unbelievable performance by Nick Foles, the best game of Billy his Philly. career. Well, technically the second best game because he did have that seven-touchdown game. Was against St. Louis. But this was the Super Bowl, and this was against the GOAT, and this was against the Patriots yeah. and Bill. Um, but, you know, respect to Tom because 
looky, looky, I got hooky. We said he couldn't do it without Bill. Bill didn't have a great season. Bill may not be GM in uh, New England for more than the next year or two because I think Robert Kraft eventually is going to say, you know what, Bill? I'm going to put you back just in coaching and hire someone to take over this personnel issue because we've drafted okay, but we got a lot of holes in this team. Tom Brady leaving exposed the rest of the team. Yep. Tom Brady was playing with a bad team last year at the Patriots, and he was complaining about it because he's always taking less money to get a better team, and yet the Patriots are still real stingy when it comes to the draft. They like to find that fourth-round jewel in five years, six years. So it worked for a while, and it worked long enough to be, you know, they had two different dynasties, but that might be over. I don't care who, who goes there. Stafford, they got a good defense. Um, you know, and when Giants won the Super Bowl, Strahan, Pierre Paul, those were defenses that won that Super Bowl. Eli Manning made some great passes, and I wouldn't even say passes. I mean, David Tyree caught a, a Hail Mary ball, a 500 ball on his head, uh, in which the same with Godwin last week for Brady. Brady, Godwin dropped the pass. Brady threw ill-advised pass, a rookie mistake, and Godwin went up and got it for him, which you can do when you have these weapons. But name a quarterback. If Carson Wentz had Antonio Brown, Gronk, Brady, Mike Evans, Godwin, Tyler, plus some backups who we don't know yet in a, in a downfield offense, I think he'd be okay. And Jared a really Goff, good offensive line. And a great offensive line who got better throughout the season. Uh, a, a tackle in Tristan Wirfs from the University of Iowa who, you know, if you <laughs> gave, one sack all year. If you gave offensive lineman offensive player of the year, he would be it. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll ask Dante Powell, is Tom Brady the GOAT? And see what he thinks. He'll be like, uh, you know, a former quarterback of the Saints who we don't like to talk about, but uh, we'll ask him what to say, but we're going to get into a commercial break. This is Go Deep. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. What if I told you that wasn't Tom Brady in that Buccaneers jersey on Saturday or Sunday? That was Mark Brunel throwing three picks in a row and still winning the game. But Tom Brady is still the GOAT. Danny over at Tavern 180, the bartender there. I know he's your dad or whatever reason you're protecting him so much, but he's still the GOAT in my book. I just think 10 other quarterbacks would have won that game as well. Does he uh, kiss him on the lips just like he does his actual children? I got to assume, right? Uh, Danny, call in 515-244-1350. You had a lot to say this weekend. <laughs> I got the phone lines open. I'm joined here with Dante Powell. Dante, is Tom Brady the GOAT? I mean, he, he whooped up on your Saints. Um, absolutely. Tom Brady has been the GOAT for a while now to me. Uh, He left Montana that easy? Yeah, man. I think GOAT conversations come down to what do you value more, like winning overall or like winning and not like Michael Jordan created this thing. It's better to win the big game and not ever lose the big game than it is to like, you know, not get there. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. It's it's more impressive. It's more impressive to people that he he went to six and won all six than it is that LeBron has gone to what uh, eleven and yeah. lost some. And so it's like, you know, I, I think that Brady is the best of both worlds, where he has a winning record in the Super Bowl, uh, but he also has gone a lot. And I just, you know, I know a lot of them, a few of them were defensive things where he just got to go along for the ride, but. He still had to do his job, and he did it. So, I'm just looking at what what more do you want in an argument? Okay, you want championships. He's got more championships himself 
than any other team. He's tied with the Steelers for and the Patriots, technically, with six championships. <laughs> yeah. He, you want MVPs? He's got two of them, and I think four Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. You want yeah. stats? He's number two all time in completions, touchdowns, and uh, passing yards just because Drew Brees had a prolific passing offense for a long time. I don't know what more you want in the argument of him being the greatest of all time. I mean, every time you put someone in the argument of being the GOAT, I think they're considered a GOAT, right? If if we're talking about LeBron being a GOAT, it's we're talking about it for a reason. If we're talking about Tom being the GOAT, we're, we're talking about it for a reason. And uh, I, I was still on the fence. I was still, Joe Montana did more with less, but no, he didn't. He had Jerry Rice. He had a West Coast offense. He had a decent defense. <laughs> he had weapons. Uh, Brady always had weapons, kind of. He won a uh, Super know. Bowl with Deion Branch. As yep, and, Tro- and Troy Brown. And, you know, Wes Welker was decent in Miami, but he wasn't what he was with the Patriots in Miami. And Edelman was a quarterback in college, but we didn't know he was going to be what he was, what he is but, with the Patriots. But the other thing, but the argument against that would then be the offense those team. were the perfect offensive weapons to have. That was their running control game. control the ball. That was their running game. You know, because all they needed was to let Belichick's defense job exactly and again just you know possession receivers who can get you uh you know six yards on a third down that's more valuable when you're tom brady in new england of uh, randy moss like yeah. you know that that was a great season they had in 07 but they didn't it win. didn't it didn't come to fruition the way they wanted nope the 72 dolphins were still popping champagne that year still are. <laughs> right. uh, but you know i i just feel like there's about 10 or 11 other starting quarterbacks in the league who could have won that game last week. You know, Brady's the GOAT, but he tried his damnedest to give that game to Rodgers last week. Three now three, that, you, three picks in a row is, is a rookie mistake. A rookie would have got sat down for the second one, you know. and You're spot on there. I, I also feel like, come on, man, six points off of those three turnovers. Yeah, Rodgers so gotta, are we not talking defense here? You know, uh, last week when Tavian said Packers got this, it's too much firepower. And I said, why are you disrespecting my defense on the Bucks?" That defense wins championships and walk out and talk about Tom Brady's Instagram that he put up and him and Gronk and all that. But why are we not talking about this amazing defense? Why are we not talking about Todd Bowles for a head coaching job? This defense, Pierre Paul had two and a half sacks. Pierre Paul, I mean, eight and a half fingers. But you know what's funny is that as I watch these playoffs, I don't think they're playing that well. Like, I mean, they're doing fine. They're playing serviceable, good defense. I don't think they're, like, doing anything spectacular. I think they're playing offenses that aren't, like, the, the same the MVP, offense just Packers? wasn't. They might as well have, have you know, do not play. I feel like when you, can, when you can rush four guys and maybe five guys and make the MVP of the league look like an average quarterback, make that offense look like they're just an average quarterback, offense go back to us saying oh he doesn't have any weapons we we said that week two week three but for eight weeks we didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers weapons we talked about Devontae Adams being the best wide receiver in the game Aaron Rodgers being the MVP um what's the what's the guy from Iowa State Alan Lazard Lazard being that number two receiver now that big body that Aaron can trust and just look at and throw the ball to this they're in the zone he's 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 we've never seen him look the the thing the Bucks defense did that I thought was impressive against the Packers was that they just on that uh on the one drive where they kicked the field goal um otherwise it it was mistakes man like so it's one thing when I watch a game 
and I'm seeing like a defense put pressure on someone to a point that they uh like they're just beating people. Like you know when you watch the the Rams and you see Aaron Donald like oh he's actively beating that lineman. When I watch the Bucks defense, I see them playing tough, but I'm not seeing them like actively like whoop the guys on the line. They're like they, like they'll get by a lineman who misses his assignment. And that's what you're supposed to do. Good on them. But if if I'm not seeing that that dominant sort of defense that we sort of like not e- even the the Broncos D that beat uh Carolina in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep, like, Von Miller was whooping behind all playoffs. Is, and it has was, Barrett been just dominant this playoffs? I he's, mean, he's been really good. He's now, got he's two been, or three turnovers, four sacks. Um, right. You know, he, I mean, he's the reason why your Saints just, you know, fluttered after I, that fumble. I mean, again, but again, that was, that was a, uh, that was a great play and a huge mistake. And, and again, the other thing with that is if you can't get the ball downfield, like that's, that's Brady. Brady's perfect at that. He's going to come out and he's going to do just enough yep. because Milk that clock. those, those Getting the ball downfield is where you get those chunk plays that allows the same, you know, 30 points and, and beat you. Well, now you can't get those chunk plays because Drew can't throw it down the field. Yeah, he doesn't have the and, time. And, you know, and Brady's eating up clock, man. It's, it's a daily combination. Know, good luck. And I, I, think the, I think the Chiefs are going to learn. We had Marquez, uh creator of Burn the Boats Rye Whiskey on earlier, and he said the Chiefs easily. He sounded like you two weeks ago. Saints easy. He said Chiefs easily uh, crushing them. Covering the spread easily, double digit win, and I said, "All right, man." But third, fourth fumble for three weeks in a row. Don't call it luck. Let me get a, a, <laughs> a, a stop where coaches now going for a field goal on fourth down when that makes zero sense. Don't call it bad coaching. Call it you're flabbergasted. Andy Reid went for it on fourth down with Chad Henney at quarterback. I don't think we're gonna have to worry. Reid doesn't believe in punts or or extra points, and that's why I like right. him as an Eagle. They've uh, punted but, one right. time their last twelve quarters, I believe. Uh, speaking of yeah. punting, man, your boy Chad Wheeler punted his girlfriend, and this man is walking on the streets right now, tweeting away. I gotta imagine he's in her DMs, apologizing and victimizing her, and and it, it's a it's a point where I don't know how we set this example, but my man should have been charged with attempted murder, no bail, and this should be all all over every news outlet. I know we the media uh, and push them with our opinions and turn it into one thing and into the other. But this is one where we should be taking our opinions as far as possible and turning this guy into an animal, putting this picture everywhere and saying, don't be like Chad. Chad's going to get help. Chad said he's going to get help. Seahawks said that Chad should get help and said their things about domestic violence and mental health. But the jail system should be providing that mental health right now. Not He shouldn't be done after not taking his pills for a week and strangling, trying to kill his girlfriend and saying, wow, you're alive when she woke up. I mean, how does this man get on the streets? And it's almost like conversation. How do we fix this? You know, I, I, I think I know why he's on the street, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Um, <laughs> um, and that, that's unfortunate. I, um, I mean, I think well, we could say if it was a black guy, he wouldn't be on the streets. So it, it, I, I uh, his, would, his skin tone is a hundred percent part of the reason why he's on the streets. But I think well, also that, being a football player, also right. you know having a little power, I, clout, a little bit of money as well. That so yes. it, it's a little it's a little bit of all of that. But the the thing is this, uh, mental like mental health is super important, and I, I understand that because I suffer with mental illnesses, and I have to work on my mental health and brain health and yep. make sure I'm on top of everything as I go. But 
one of the things I, I've been pointing out to people is, uh, so he is bipolar yes. and he was off of his meds and I, for a week. And I want to point out that the same thing happened to a uh, to a black superstar not long ago. And it was, it was actually not a sports star, but it was Kanye West. Yes. And we right. ended up getting a bunch of quits. Then he ended up checked into a hospital. He got to kill Kim Kardashian. No. You know what I mean? So yep. like there, and that was a bigger story than this, right? And you don't. So brain health doesn't exclude you from consequences. And for him, there's a, a layer of protection that comes with being a uh, not right. even a white sports athlete. star. Yeah, 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 just yeah. He wasn't yeah, a star because he, he was expendable for the Seahawks. He was under under free agent. They cut him. They made their statement. Their statement didn't seem very personal to me. They didn't mention her name at all. They didn't really make it about her. They made it about mental health and domestic abuse, which I respect. Uh, but it was more to to clear their name. It was a PR stunt. It wasn't uh, a, a Pete Carroll quote, you know, and right. which, which I think was needed in that moment because you see these TMZ pictures of her face, her dislocated it's elbow. Horrible. It's seeing, horrible. You man. know, and if this is your sister, your 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 daughter, your mother, our how are you reacting with this guy on the street tweeting his apology? But I mean, it needs to it needs to reach a point where it doesn't need to be like a sister or a mother. You need to just female. be a woman. Yes. You need to just be a woman and you need to be able to see it and go, okay, that's not acceptable. How do we fix this? And I'm proponent of getting rid of like I'm super crazy left to the point when it comes to prisons where I'm like, abolish prisons. But you have these people like this guy that make me say, Okay, if we're gonna do that, we're gonna seek justice on this dude. Yes. And yes. That, so, uh, you know, and then there's the guilty party. Yeah, yeah. He he's got a he's got a lot of problems that I don't necessarily know how to fix, but that I I really wish I was given the opportunity to. Yep. And I know you're on the road, man. But uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then come back with your big O segment. That cool? Let's do it. All right. Stop, try to stay away from bridges for me so we can keep a signal. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host Tyreek. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Go Deep. Uh, Dante got me heated on this chat wheeler. I'm, I'm just thinking, man, that, you know, we, we persecuted, we, we held Ray Rice to the highest standard. He has never returned to the NFL. Yes. He was a bigger star. Um, and yes, it was on video. Uh, we also talked about Kareem Hunt kicked off the chiefs for kicking. It was on video who, uh, he said, called him the N word. So he threw a foot at her. Uh, Frenchie, I know was upset because he thought he was wrongly, uh, you know, kicked off or tr- wrongly accused. I guess I still think you set an example, but it's unfortunate that we use Kareem Hunt to set that example instead of Chad Wheeler, who did something much worse and there's no example set yet. And it's still early, but the man is walking the street. So I'm not blaming the NFL right now. I'm blaming the city he was in, the state he was in, and the judicial system in general. Uh, but I digress once again. I'm joined here with Dante Powell, comedian. Dante, we're uh, we're going to jump into this big O, but first we have a little breaking news that we broke last hour. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson requesting a trade hours after the Texans hired David Culley, 65-year-old assistant coach from the Baltimore Ravens, to be their new head coach. This will be Culley's first attempt at head coach. I believe it's his first interview for a head coaching job. Uh, Dante, <laughs> real quick, why doesn't Eric Bieniemy have a job? And we you can't, know, we can't not... use the black thing because David Culley's black. Oh, I mean, but you you still can because he, he's like no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's half. No. Come on. Oh um, <laughs> no, I, I think I think the enemy is. Uh, I think it's a tough situation because what's happening is you're you've got billionaire owners who are all kind of eccentric and have their own way of doing things, 
and they don't want to be told I have to hire this guy or that guy. Nope. Like I, I think we all look at this from a fan's perspective, and we're like, hire the best guy because we want to win, and rah, rah, rah. And what you don't understand is, like, Jerry Jones hired Mike McCarthy because he interviewed well. Yeah. Like, you know, th- that happens. These guys get in these interview rooms, and somebody says, oh, hey, I didn't know you went to such and such college. And they go, well, I don't, but my granddaughter goes, and I love it there, and this, that, and the other. And they start talking rapport. about fishing. And, yep. you know, the next thing you know, someone's hired not because they're the perfect fit, but because they, they schmooze the billionaire. And that, you know, maybe this guy knew how to schmooze. And Eric Bieniemy goes in and is like, okay, I've got this structure set up for my offense, this structure set up for my defense, and I want to run X, Y, Z, and the owners are like, I, I can work for give me. a fuck less. Like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I understand that. I understand that they say he doesn't interview well, but uh, forget an interview, man. You, you you want your team to win. It feels like they did it out of spite to Deshaun Watson. You know, he gave him a list of who he wanted and didn't bit. want. And, and, and just out of, I mean, they hired a search firm to find their GM and their coach, first of all. Uh, which a lot yep. of teams do, but how does that search firm end up at David Culley? And I don't care how well David Culley interviewed, you're telling me he interviewed better than the other nine guys they brought in who have but the, experience or yeah. on their way up. I thought it's, the search firm ended up with, like, uh, didn't they give them, like, Lou Riddick and some other yep. coach? And, yeah, and they didn't take any of it. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, you know, see, that's I what I thought. Louis Riddick, Louis Riddick and Eric Bieniemy that can think would be a Super Bowl match made in heaven. It's on their way. Uh, right. But, but again, this is these are billionaires we're talking about who don't have to listen to what we think. Um, so let's jump in. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I'm just not not happy about Eric Bieniemy, And I understand he's still in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, so it's hard to get those second interviews. But uh, there's just better options out there for a lot of teams and, you know, include my Eagles. So we'll see how everything works out. But uh, let's yep. jump into your, your big O segment before we lose your signal, man. Uh, Frenchie, you want to do the honors? Oh, 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 a big O with comedian Dante Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. All right, Dante, what uh, you got for us this week? Well, we got a couple of uh, Kansas City Chiefs on the honorable mention. We got Patrick Mahomes, 29 of 38 for 325 and three touchdowns. And their victory over the Buffalo Bills. We also got Tyreek Hill, who just caught a quick nine receptions for 172 yards. Make it look so easy. Same game. Just, it's ridiculous. Uh, but this week, is going to go to uh, the GOAT, LeBron James, who oh. went off on his Cleveland, his, his hometown Cleveland Cavaliers In a second. for 46 points. On 19 to 26 shooting, mm. uh, he had eight rebounds, six to six, six assists. But the thing I want to point out is that in the fourth quarter, he scored 21 points. Yes. After one of the uh, after <laughs> after one of the higher ups from the Cavs like kind of laughed at him too hard. He felt he missed the shot. He felt disres- <laughs> disrespected, and then went out and put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. The fact which that is, he can do that, which is just ridiculous. Okay, this man is 36 years old. It was like, I will just do it. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a Jordan story, you know, where yeah. you, you made a man mad. Spike Lee talked too much on the bench in the fourth quarter, and so Jordan came down dropped 25 points like that, you know? it's Yeah. 30, just, 20, 21 points 
in the fourth quarter at 36 year old and then my man Tariq over here mid 30s tears his achilles playing pickleball oh man and that was serious that was a serious injury thanks for bringing that up that was a tough time in my life there frenchy no uh yeah i and that, that i get it that's why i get tom brady at 43 doing what he's doing it's i'm seven i'm not hopping on that football field nobody's hitting me unless i got a, a bat or a gun with me uh you know yeah uh so and more importantly with lebron and i'm glad you picked him he that 19 for 26 is what stands out to me man the, the efficiency on yeah. the shooting my man missed yeah. seven shots seven shots I, and I, he's not known as the the shooter you know he's not a kd when it comes to shooting he's a slasher he's a he's a body get down in paint or be a facilitator but he took over uh what he didn't take over though was against my sixers last night you you didn't mention that them losing by one I, point to the sixers the best team in the east but hey, that's okay. He he pushed Joel Embiid down and he hurt and hurt his back. So that's all I need. Yeah, that was a. I I'm, I'm a little upset about that, LeBron. But we'll 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 see what happens <laughs> at the All Star game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I thought you were gonna give it to Kelsey, man. He you know you mentioned those Chiefs, but Kelsey kind of was the star of that game. But that's, so yeah, he he had more catches than Tyreek. But I, I was I was on an efficiency kick. Yes, I I get that, and and Mahomes was very efficient too. Um, yeah. I'm so mad Mahomes won the MVP at the Super Bowl last year, so I'm almost hoping he doesn't get it this year because Williams should have got it last year, and I feel like we just give it to the quarterback because he's the, the superstar instead of the person who yep. actually deserved it, uh, which is yep. why which is why if the Buccaneers win, and if they win, it's going to be because of the defense. It's not going to be Tom Brady might keep up with them, but it's going to be because of the defense. But I think if they win, for some reason, Tom Brady's going to get that MVP. And you know, well, it almost feels on, yeah. right, but <laughs> it's just not right. Give my defense some credit, you know. Pierre Paul, well, man, eight and a half hands, eight and a half fingers, two and a half sacks. You do the math. Simple mathematics, <laughs> my friend. Simple I'll, I'll mathematics. Let you, I'll let you have that. But again, I, I think, I, I think it's going to be a, a super interesting game. I'm, I'm really excited for the Super Bowl. Me too. With no rooting interest and like, me too. I, I, it's it's going to be a good one. Yep, especially with it being in Tampa. I'm real intrigued by having a Super Bowl. Something I always wanted for my Philadelphia Eagles, which will never happen because it's a cold state. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for Tom Brady. I'm excited for the city of Tampa and the market in general to be able to host the Super Bowl. Uh, and I'm excited yeah. for Andy Reid for possibly getting a second one. Um, I know Frenchie will be pretty excited to um, hopefully celebrate his second Super Bowl in a row. But I, I got, I just, I can't, you know, it feels like I should pick the Chiefs because that's the simple, easy answer. And they're probably going to win by 15. But I, I just, I've been riding with this Buccaneers defense for the last four weeks. I got to stick with it. Man, I'm just happy everyone shut up about the uh, one score wins. It's like, okay, again, you were playing in the regular season with a team that just came off a Super Bowl, knows what they need to do to win. Yeah. And would have beaten Tampa or would have beaten Cleveland by over 20 if Mahomes doesn't get hurt. So they're just going to shut everyone up and beat. Um, and honestly, Buffalo, that should have been a higher scoring game if not for two mistakes on special teams and i thought buffalo was built to beat the chiefs but no yep, they not not Man. not today satan 9-0 and then but boom the the thing with the chiefs is this when they win these one score games they're just learning how to win close games yes, yeah. I think exactly. it makes you better is i much <laughs> rather like, win that way come on like <laughs> yep there and and with a coach like andy reed you don't you don't have to blow out every team he's going to be prepared here's a stat for you in his postseason career, Patrick Mahomes is four and one when trailing by two or more scores. Yep, that's that's beautiful, and he hasn't lost by double digits since the Cyclones beat him by fifty-seven yeah. or sixty-seven in points five years ago. Yeah, he's so. also never lost a postseason game in regulation. Uh, yeah, hey. but but his last loss was to the Brady 
because he never got the football. Yeah, well. Tariq, I I always forget to tell you this. You're you're an Iowa State guy, right? Yes, sir. I just want to throw this out there. I know it's unrelated to what we're talking about, but I wanted to let you know, I watched Marcus Pfizer play in high school. He's from Arcadia, Louisiana. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I want to tell you a quick story. One time he was playing against the team that my uh, stepdad coached, and he was in center court for the tip-off. He tipped the ball to his uh, point guard, this kid named Ronaldo Bratton, and immediately ran length of the court uh, and caught an alley-oop over one of the players from my stepdad's team and dunked it on him like he Ugh. reversed where he caught it Ugh. and dunked on this kid. And it, to this day, is the craziest basketball dunk I've seen live in my life. So I didn't realize he was from the, down there. Oh, yeah. He was incredible. He was just unreal to watch. Which is crazy because he wasn't built like a center by any means. He was a small power forward. You know, he was our point guard, our power forward, our shooting guard, and our center. Uh, but he was incredible. He, athleticism. Some of my best times watching Marcus Pfizer, and I got to hang out party with him a little bit in Ames, uh, actually often, but watching him against then Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Because Kenyon Martin was a mean dude. And I, I'm a big Rasheed Wallace fan, my favorite player ever. Um, and it, Kenya Martin felt like he was muscling Pfizer, but Pfizer just never let down. He's still going to get you 25 and 10, you know, a double-double. Uh, that's a great story. I didn't realize Pfizer was from, uh, you know, down south, heart of oppression, like yourself. Yeah, man. And <laughs> he would have he would have easily Martin. Easily. Yeah, I think so, too. Kenya Martin obviously had the longer career and more successful, but I, I agree with that, too. I'm a huge fan. I mean, in a fist fight. I mean, in a fist fight. Ooh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Pfizer. I still have Pfizer's number. I'm going to reach out to Pfizer, see if we can get him on in a couple weeks and see what he thinks about Kenyon. I'm sure they're friends still, but uh, I'm going to let him know I you. I don't care. I'm, I know where Marcus is from. He's from Arcadia, Louisiana. He's mm-hmm. Diane. Okay? Tell him I said that. Yep. I'll, I'll let him know. We'll have, I mean, and I'm sure you'll be on that segment or that show as well. So uh, we'll we'll get Marcus in here and see what he thinks. It's Marcus. So uh, that's a very familiar name, but I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, what, nice. How long is that drive down to Louisiana? Uh, it's about 13 hours you take it straight yep yep ah all right man you be safe out there be careful i know uh you're driving away from the snow but i'm pretty sure in the middle of nowhere missouri you're gonna hit some ice (laughs) hey man i'm good (laughs) (laughs) all right man we appreciate you next week we're talking super bowl french you got anything for uh the big o man man i'm just hoping that uh, after the super bowl it's one of the chiefs players on the big o for offensive, not oddball. Ah, yeah, I, I think you might have an oddball. You're you're missing two offensive linemen, which is you know Fisher is a big deal, but then uh, your other side's gone too. So, uh, you know, technically they're missing three because Kalecha Osemele got hurt earlier in the year and he was their starting guard. Yeah, but their new their backup guard has had a pretty decent season coming back in. But you know, like I said, my Bucks defense. We'll talk about it again next week. But my Bucks defense. So appreciate. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah, disconnected. Um, oh, Dante got cut off. Well, perfect timing in his drive. Well, I uh, appreciate everyone coming through. Mark Jennings, a former associate AD of uh, University of Iowa with some great stories. We'll get him back. Marquez got a new, uh, what do you say, bourbon coming out soon? So we'll get him back on and maybe do some uh, taste testing here in the Man, studio. I'm going to go looking for some of that rye. The, burn the burn rye the boats. Whiskey. Burn the boats. And online at shopzayedrye.com. That's Z-I-Y-A-D, rye, R-Y-E, shop zayadrye.com you can get burn the boats or any of his iowa whiskeys and rye whiskeys um and then obviously tavian will be back next week when he gets his dentures fixed so tavian hopefully safe recovery from the tooth fairy over there um and frenchy great job with the d3 and three today yeah 
Um, so one thing I'm excited for this weekend, uh, the virtual Pro Bowl is kind of yeah. interesting. The, you know, yeah, they're trying, but the vo- the Pro Bowl was already losing rating. I, 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 I think you just send them to a bubble, let them play. But yeah, I don't know. I like the I like the games, the the skill challenges, and all that that lead up to. It. I just like football, so it's it's good to have something in between. Uh, because in two weeks we're done with football for a long time. Uh, it's going to be very painful, especially if baseball season starts late. Yeah, the biggest thing that uh, you're, I think you're wasting your money on the Bucks. Andy Reid after a bye week, twenty six and five in his career. Yeah, do we call this a bye week though? Yeah, yeah I guess they call it yeah. after last year's Super Bowl. They mm-hmm. called it for the playoffs the last yeah. three years, and and his bye this two weeks ago. So yes, but uh, I think what you need to remember, and I respect Andy Reid, but that and five might be and six coming up. But we'll talk. We'll talk with Seneca about it next week. Najee Good, uh, Tavian Banks will be back, Dante Powell, and of course, Frenchie. I'm your host, Tyreek. This is Go Deep with us. We'll catch you next week, every Thursday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m.